0: Magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish. For the skies with the angriest,
1: flappiest birds, and the seas with ridiculous fish. The touch arcade show is here. Recording in progress. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 551. And I am talking into my mic. Normally, does it sound okay? Yeah. Apparently, for now, our last podcast was. Uh, I think the problem was so. If you have if video, you see you me can puffing see... on my crack pipe, you'll know you're facing the wrong direction. <laughs> if you, I have my mic sort of like on the boom arm thing, and then pointed downwards. And then the last time we recorded, I actually had it pointed upwards and I was talking to the back of the mic. I think that's a problem with these Yeti minis is I don't think they oh. have like great, great multi-directional pickup. Um, So I think if that I was would spun it around. Because yeah. you were
0: getting like, it sounded like you were getting like a lot of like room echo, like, like, yeah, like you were talking off the wall almost.
1: I, I think the one we used to have, the one that you have, the bigger silver one, Um, I think it doesn't matter what direction you, uh. Yeah talking or whatever but anyway so hopefully sound okay you just gotta
0: watch some uh some
1: of those uh e-girl streamers and see how they have got it set up i know i i constantly do i'm just never really paying attention to the microphone setup <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway uh we missed an episode last week but episode 500 prior... whatever colon jared gets canceled <laughs> yeah. so if we um the thing that was coming up when we last recorded was the play date little event thing. And mm. so that happened last week. So I figured we'd talk about it this week. Yeah. Um, cause it's pretty cool. I love their video presentations, even though they've only done a handful of them, they, their production values and stuff are like so good, which, uh, makes me yeah. wish I worked at a company that like valued doing stuff like
0: that. <laughs> well, I, I, th- but I mean, like to me, uh the quality of the stuff that they put out just makes it like that much more annoying that they like do this like once a year.
1: (laughs) Well, I always think that with like, um, valve is kind of the same way where it's like valve you'll be like, Oh God, can you please like fix this thing? Or can you please do this one urgent thing or whatever? And they're like, Hey, we made a bunch of like bespoke steam deck logos or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you were spending time doing like stop motion animation (laughs) instead of like, you know, whatever. But, um, or like, Hey, can you fix this one? Like, simple, but extremely problematic
0: thing with like the way the steam backend works for developers. No, but instead we build an entire hardware platform, you know, like (laughs) like that kind (laughs) of stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, no, Panic's just great. They're, they're one of those, they're a very artsy kind of company. So, um, their little presentation last week was only like 13 minutes long. It was nice and quick and it covered a lot of ground. The big uh, announcement was they released catalog and that's what their on device app store is and um it's pretty cool it launched with 16 games and I thought it was cool that um you can also access it through the web and you Mm -hmm. can just like buy stuff from there and it'll just automatically download your play date like whenever it you know phone's home or whatever and um the web interface is really nice to browse on the on-device app store is fine I don't know it's like it kind of gives me like 3ds vibes where it's a little like slow and yeah you know what if there's like 300 games someday that's going to be annoying but um the way it is right now is pretty fine um something that was getting a lot of uh attention was the (laughs) when you buy something on the device you can actually crank to buy and (laughs) so you'll like click the buy button and then it makes you crank to like fill up a meter to actually buy it and it was kind of interesting because on mastodon um one of the panic people that was kind of responsible for that whole thing was talking uh, a little bit about its, its development. And um, I guess like, uh, you know, you crank it, it makes you crank faster the closer you get to the meter being full. And it's sort of like a, like a, Hey, like you're buying something, you know, you like accidentally mm-hmm. hit one touch by on the app store now. And it's like, whoops, I bought something. Um, this is like a, to make sure you know that you're buying something and it's going to charge you and that's it um which i thought was kind of like just a clever way of doing it and then of course if you find cranking to buy annoying you can just hit buttons and it's fine but it's just one of those examples of like a playful little thing um that was kind of like no i've never really thought about that before a a crank to buy uh using the crank to its fullest potential i guess but um did you uh oh are you dirty am i dirty are you trying to wipe my my face the camera um, looks like uh, washed out for some weird reason.
0: I don't know why. It
1: looks but, about the same to me. but uh, So did you scope out the catalog games? Yeah.
0: And like, man, I don't know. I feel like I'm being a bit of a curmudgeon on this one, mm-hmm. um, which I I don't mean to be. But it's just like,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I just
0: feel like the Playdate lost all momentum with me over, yeah, we like how long it took for this to come out. Right. And it's like, yeah, like particularly in a world where it's like, you know, the Steam Deck exists. Right. And and I, I yeah. completely realize that comparing very the Play different Date things to the Steam Deck is extremely <laughs> stupid. right? And they're really not in the same product category, but still like 15 bucks is 15 bucks. Right. So like it ultimately yeah. comes down to you know the the price to value ratio of software, right? And yeah, and I think I would have bought a ton of stuff on the in the Playdate catalog if it had like launched when I got my yeah. unit. You know, yeah. Like if I was like, um, you know, just hitting like the final uh final few weeks of season one, and it was like, oh hey, by the way, here's the catalog. Here's a bunch more stuff. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Like I probably would have bought a ton of games right
1: yeah but
0: but now like having gone through the playdate catalog or i'm sorry the playdate season one and seeing how how those games kind of varied from like oh wow this is actually a really good game to like yeah like yeah calling some of these like a micro game is probably being a little generous right yeah yeah and um I don't know it's just like you know you've got the Steam sale going on right now and mm-hmm. it's just like very difficult to rationalize like spending $15 on a playdate game versus like mm-hmm. what I can get on my Steam Deck for that amount of money and I realize yeah. it's a dumb a dumb comparison cuz they're they're yeah. not I mean they 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 serve two different purposes and steam sales are always crazy and and everything else but i just like i don't know it's like it's tricky i guess you know but i know it's
1: not fair to make that comparison i'm I'm with you and i feel like we're you know we are the ones that lived through the 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 downfall the race to the bottom of the iphone app store and it was really depressing because it was like yeah I spend $5, no, and then that's like the other thing, you know what too. I mean? Like I and feel like it, an it, asshole
0: being like these games
1: are too right. expensive at ten dollars, you know, because it's like they're not. but right. well, it, more than a decade later, it's hard to think that way anymore because software has been super devalued, whether we like it or not or agree with it yeah. or not. And then, like you're saying too, Based on like the season one games, a lot of them are like, holy crap, this is a very meaty game I can spend dozens of hours with. And then other ones are like, hey, this is like basically an arcade game that I could pop a quarter in once in a while. And, and right, that's it. Right. Um, and it's hard to tell the difference just based on what's in the, their catalog store. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know the best solution to that. Like according to panic, they, they hand curate that store and they themselves have said, we want to reserve it for games that are more like full games and not just like tech demos or quick mm. little things. No, or whatever. I, I get it. Um, and and then they, like, there's like a submission process too. So if you have a playdate game that you want on their catalog, you like submit it to them and you fill out this little survey. Um, And, and one of the questions in there is like, you know, what do you think you should price your game at? And like underneath, it's like, Hey, don't be surprised if we come back at you and tell you your game, your, your game is you should be priced higher and yeah. so like that's... Well, that's
0: the problem though is that like these games are you know it's it's low volume right so like if you yeah. look at the um some of these kind of like post-mortems that developers have put out you know even of, mm-hmm. of you know what i think is fair to call some of the more successful Playdate games it's like mm-hmm. yeah we we sold 1200 copies or something like that yeah. which like yeah you know on any other platform would be like a, just a like complete failure right but on yeah. the steam deck with a small install base, like hey it's pretty damn good you know
1: yeah or if you are sell- like bloom was kind of the first non-season game that was like really popular and paid i think it was 10 bucks and um that's a great game that lasts a long time that's definitely a full game or whatever um and so if you sold 1200 copies of bloom at 10 bucks like that's not too bad but if you sold okay. 1200 at a $1, dollar that's not great so yeah. It does make a difference when you have that low volume needing a higher price tag or whatever. And I guess this whole playdate thing is in a niche, I guess anyway, even though they've supposedly sold through 50,000 even though they haven't all been shipped yet. Um which is a pretty decent install base to sell little games like that. So yeah, I don't know what the solution is. I think part of it is panic trying to fight against the race to the bottom mentality so their app store doesn't just devolve into being a million, you know, one dollar things or or whatever. But um, it is really hard to tell as a consumer who's used to getting so much value for their dollar in every other yeah. area of gaming, um, being like, dang, like this game is $18. Like, ooh, that's you know, I'm I'm spent eighteen dollars on a, a little game in a, a long time maybe it's totally worth it maybe it's a great game and that's why that's priced at 18 and and some of the other games in there are only a dollar or whatever so but it's hard to tell um i don't know if maybe there was like a trial or a demo or a, something you could do to kind of like well, see what you're getting into i mean
0: what's what's bonkers too to me is like some of these um and God, I, I hate to make the arguments of dollar per hour of gameplay because I know <laughs> yeah. that that is such a dumb, mm-hmm. such a dumb thing to to do. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, in a in a world where like the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC came out recently yeah. for nine bucks. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, like the game, The Botanist on the Playdate store, which like straight in its description says this takes 15 to 20 minutes long and it's nine bucks too. Yeah, like, I yeah i don't I don't know right. it's yeah but I, I don't i feel like a dick like pointing yeah. that out but you no know, it's
1: i i agree i feel it's it's a tough problem um i the the panics pr has been really great with us sending us reviewing it back then and um giving us a heads up about this catalog stuff but then um they were like hey let us know if you want to review these games these new games or whatever and so i replied back like yeah and it kind of sounds like they just grant your email access to all the games or something like Mm. that and um that was like two weeks ago now i need to follow up with them but they never sent through like codes for these so i've i've resisted buying anything because i don't want to all of a sudden get get them all um but i i do want to play them so i can at least be like you know, maybe do a mini write-up of, of the launch catalog or something and be like, hey, yeah, this $18 game, actually it's pretty sick and it's worth it or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm
0: sure I'm sure that there are games in this where it's like, okay, yeah, like it expensive for a mini game, but this is like actually a really cool experience and right. I'm glad I played it kind of thing. You know, I just yeah. I guess I'm just looking at this from, you know, a very sort of surface level kind of yeah thing where you know, I have a lot of different gizmos that I can play games on and there's a lot of yeah. games out there I want to play. And I have a finite amount of time and money to
1: yeah. buy and play those things, you know? Yeah, and you're you're looking at it probably how your average person looks at it. You know what I mean? Um, I know there's like some hardcore enthusiasts for the Playdate that are like, probably bought every game right off the bat and don't care that it was cost a 100 bucks to buy them all or whatever. Um, but like, there's a lot more, more people i think that are like geez i haven't even played through all the season one games or you know whatever there's a bunch of free stuff on itch i've never tried out or or whatever so it's probably a harder sell when there's the more expensive games and then there's also like there's everything in between too there's some three dollar games some five dollar games eight dollars whatever um and as far as i can tell you can price things whatever you want i think there is like a 100 bucks is the highest or something but i don't think anybody would really be charging a 100 bucks but um so yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm I want to follow up with them to see if I can get access to these games. Um and if they come back and they're like you can't, then I'll buy a few or whatever, but yeah. Um yeah, I am really curious kind of like what's there because part of their presentation too was going over a really quick blurb of each of the games. Um and a lot of them look really really cool, and I do want to check them out and it's it's kind of exciting in a season 1 exciting kind of way um and that there's like all these new games that are like at least vetted to be not just a tech demo or uh sure, whatever yeah and, and that's that's um, awesome I just
0: I don't know yeah, I just I wish this would have hit when I was like super amped about everything
1: you do with play day yeah. you know well it reminds me of when the switch launched and it was like okay well I've spent a month playing Zelda non-stop what else is there I'll buy any game that comes out on yeah, eShop because no, there was 100%. hardly any games yet and yeah, um, like, oh, I nothing. would have been in the same boat if this was one year ago, I'd be mm-hmm. like buying probably every game in there already. Um, so I don't know, but it, it is cool to see that they launched with, with this. And I think they are setting themselves up to have like a little um, ecosystem for this, this platform going forward. It's not like they're going to just stop, stop caring about it. I don't think um, it sounds like they have more stuff in the works and, um, you know, whatever, but this is just sort of step one. I think it's a big step one needing an on-device app store to find new games and stuff. And then I'm sort of curious to see, I guess I actually haven't even checked lately, but um, to see if any new games have been added since they launched. Um, I'm sort of curious to hear from people like how the uh like submission process goes and who gets on and who doesn't. And they kind of say straight up, if you go through the process of of submitting a game, They kind of say like, we might not choose you and that doesn't mean you're not good or, you know, whatever. Or like, we we might have our reasons. Don't take that as a, uh, your game's not good enough or anything. We just have like kind of a specific criteria. And if if you don't get onto our store, you can always still sell through itch or through your own website or however you want. Um, This is sort of just an an additional avenue to buy games, um, I think is their vision for it. The other... Um,
0: the other thing that's worth mentioning too, you actually have to like go into the game update thing to download the catalog, the catalog. Oh I yeah. Didn't, uh, I, I update. I thought it was like, um, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I, this isn't the right update or whatever. Cause yeah. I updated and think it thought it was going to be like a big obvious thing on, right the, there. Yeah. on the home screen. You have to go in and download it into your like system settings. Like it's game a game. update.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But anyway, it is cool. I'm excited about it. I, Hopefully can get a hold of some of these new games and check them out. But I just I'm happy the thing exists. And I look forward to sort of like this evolving and growing and hopefully the play date becoming a little thing that lasts a long time. That's not just a flash in the pan fad thing, because right now I don't really know which one it's going to be. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. And and I, I just I don't know. I think that depending on when you got your play date will vastly uh determine how you feel about all this stuff right because like if you like if you were in you know the tail end of group three or like the start of group four and it's like you're super amped for this thing to show up finally you see this catalog video you're like oh my god not only do i get all these season one games but like all this other stuff i can play like i think your outlook on this would be like way different compared to people that got this thing like literally a year ago yeah and and are in the group of people that are like shit this thing's too dead
1: to turn on you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah. i um i uh yeah i kind of envy those people that still haven't got their play date yet because you're right you're going to be able to have a whole season you're going to have two months that you get trickled out new games which is always fun and then you also have the whole app store to 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 look for something even if the weekly game doesn't do it for you you can hop on an app store and check something else out which we couldn't do
0: um, yeah. so you're, you're
1: probably like, getting a better experience now
0: yeah this this and this exact kind of thing is like why i avoid the steam early access stuff right because like yeah. this exact sort of thing where it's like you get something really early you get burnt out on it before anyone else has it and then like when it you know like quote unquote like comes out or is you know, mm-hmm. done or is you know more full featured you're like man, yeah, i'm kind of over that thing like,
1: already tired of it yeah yeah no i agree um Because like
0: a good example of that is like that game dismantle we were both super into right they've added a ton of shit to that but it's like I'm not gonna go back and like play that like I already I uh, I already (laughs) kind of beat it but I put sixty hours into that already like
1: I think I'm good Um, yeah no I agree Um, another thing worth mentioning that was in their little presentation is that the price of this thing is gonna go up Um, it's not going up until April seventh I think was the date thanks but yeah, they, uh, you know, cost of everything going up is kind of their reason. It's going to jump to 20, 20 extra dollars. So right now the play date's 179 and that includes all the season one games and the hardware. Um, it's going to go to 199. Um, if you pre-order before the price jump, you'll lock in the cheaper price. So if you hadn't pre-ordered one yet and you know you're going to, you just haven't gone around to it, you should do it now and save yourself the 20 bucks. But
0: yeah, it's kind of miraculous that they only they wait until now to up up the price i mean like god it seems like um you know particularly like when you originally ordered this thing like pretty much like before all the covid craziness happened right like Mm -hmm. the cost of everything to do with like shipping crap uh component stuff so i wonder if they were like almost getting close to losing money on these at 180 bucks before you know
1: i don't think they're getting rich off of it for sure i think think since the beginning they haven't been um but also i think that they Maybe one of their things is they procured a bunch of the components ahead of time anyway, because they had all this in the works for so long that now they're getting the, the point of like having to re-up their supplies of things and they're finding out everything's more expensive. And I think they mentioned that their their factories that put them together have raised their prices and stuff too. Sure. So, you know, um, it is what it is. I uh, No update <laughs> on the dock thing at all, though, correct? There was an update on the dock the update is that it's it's still being worked on (laughs) that's about it um no date and no pricing but it does still exist I guess some people have been worried like is it still gonna happen um I guess it is so I don't
0: when this hit I like scrolled all the way through their news page and didn't even see like a single mention of it so
1: yeah um nope that is still a thing that's coming um I do I would I would definitely rock that dock. I didn't really care about it before, but I think there would be value in having something, having it on my desk, always charging. Because my mm-hmm. problem with the Playdate right now is that it's like, yeah. oh, let me go grab the Playdate. Oh, it's like dead. Like, <laughs> And so even though the battery on that thing does last a long ass time, i standby. Um, I think just downloading all the new app store and all that stuff kind of drained my last charge. Well, quick, so
0: also uh, I bet that when that thing launches, there'll be a market or probably an entire category on the catalog of like different kind of like always on like, yeah. desktop app kind of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Different, different um, clocks and other random shit like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I do hope there's something in the works for a lit up version and that'll be such a game changer for me still that's like my hang up with this thing Yeah, even though i still love it um yeah
0: i don't know i don't know if i would buy a, it i guess it would have to it would depend what the playdate 2
1: contains mm-hmm. two cranks
0: because if it it's just like the um what did the, what was the first game boy with the light was it just the game boy light
1: the sp oh the original no, game boy yeah there wasn't a, a lit one until the SP, except in Japan they released the no, Game Boy had, Light.
0: There was one, yeah, that had like an indigo kind of thing, like the that was the Game Boy Light.
1: Yeah, but I think that only released in Japan. But um that uh Yeah, they didn't have an actual lit up Game Boy until the SP, at least here. Yeah, in the US. this is the one
0: I'm thinking of with like the blue backlight. I didn't realize that mm-hmm. was jet Japan only thing.
1: I believe so because uh when I was uh yeah, I, I looked it up not too long ago and I never had one of those. They're they're expensive to, to pick one up now because they were limited, but
0: yeah. I, I had the light
1: boy. I had the thing that goes over the screen. A little worm light. <laughs> Not the not the worm light, the one that was like it went, it fit over the screen and it had like oh, a yeah. border of light around it or whatever. I had the magnifying glass thing. Too. I feel like I had a, I feel like everyone owned an absurd
0: amount of really stupid Game Boy accessories. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> These things the look days. like they sell like uh, for 100 plus dollars all day on eBay. Yeah. Or shitty fucked up. I won.
1: Can I convince you to buy something else on the podcast? Buy that. I, I haven't heard anything about our Me or mini yeah, pluses? I, me neither. I've forgotten about those. They said they're supposed to ship by the end of March, so we'll see. Game Boy Light um, with box in decent condition, one hundred ninety-eight dollars. Did you notice though that um that Keep Retro site where we bought ours, they're completely sold out. Oh really? Yeah, you can't even pre-order them through through that guy at least. Um, yeah. I don't, oh. I didn't check their Good like official have, I guess. AliExpress store. Well, I guess I, I mean, you know, they're supposed to be like this thing. Won't run out of stock, but apparently that guy did. But maybe he only had a a limited number of set yeah, my, aside for him or
0: something. My read on that more was like what that dude does is like imports like a whole like crate of them. Yeah. But otherwise you can just keep buying them from like AliExpress or whatever, like actual I think manufacturer. It's just gonna yeah. take forever
1: to get them. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is taking forever too, but uh, it's not like. I like spend, I need it now. <laughs> I need to spend 2
0: to 3 days completely customizing a new emulator machine only to yeah. play the first 5 minutes of uh a Metroid Super or Mario game. World. And yeah, and then never touch it again.
1: I got some dumb PR email that was like uh I don't know, the statistics show that the most replayed retro game is Super Mario World. I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. But Anyway, um Hey, speaking, so, yeah.
0: of, uh, speaking of a speaking a dumb crap have you yes. uh have any of these videos and I don't know what the source of these if it's like just some like weird like deep fake voice stuff or whatever but have any of these videos mm-hmm. of like the president's gaming come across your no. your dashboard yet oh man you should look this up after we uh after we're done with this like I I don't I don't know I, I assume it's like some kind of chat GPT thing where where you're able to just feed in like all kinds of like audio. And then it allows Mm. you to um, like do text to speech, but with like someone's actual voice. And it's like surprisingly good. So what people have been doing is putting out these videos where it's like uh, Biden, Trump and Obama are like just playing like, you know, Minecraft and Fortnite and all this crap. And it's just uh, pretty funny because, you know, Biden's like the old dumbass that doesn't know anything works. And like Trump's like the (laughs) online troll. And then Obama is like the straight man between the two of them. (laughs) So wow. I've been seeing a lot of it. <laughs> and like the crazy thing too with like stuff like this on TikTok is like I have no idea if this is like brand new or yeah, if right. this whole thing happened like 6 months ago and I'm just like finding about yeah. out about it now because the algorithm gods decided to fill my feed with yeah Joe Biden playing there, Minecraft.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of um every time there was election year or whatever there's like all these mobile games that are like political battle. It's like a fighting mm. game with all the politician characters or whatever and I'm always like grown.
0: No, these are just but, they're not these aren't political. They're just silly. They're kind of kind of remind yeah. me of like um God, what was that Saturday Night Live skit that they did where it was like the super presidents or whatever where it was, you know what I'm talking about? Or it's like the cartoon. Oh. Of, I think it was called ex presidents maybe.
1: I think but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: basically just that, but but video games more or less. So it's it's pretty yeah. funny. I don't know. But nice. um
1: nice. Uh but yeah do you just, um? Hmm.
0: Are you a YouTube, uh, a YouTube TV guy? Yeah. What do you feel about this price increase? Speaking I don't of, love it.
1: It's got me considering ditching 73 it. Seventy-three but... buckaroos. Do you, is that what you you have too?
0: I was on the fence because we have Sling uh, right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I pay like forty-five or fifty bucks for Sling. But like the Sling app is kind of janky, you know, and I was looking at it and I was like, seriously, like waffling on switching over because like you get the YouTube TV and YouTube premium for 65, whereas I already Mm -hmm. had YouTube premium and -hmm. it would have been either a wash or a slight savings to switch over from Sling to YouTube. And like the day before I was going to do that, like the original pricing, (laughs) It's, it's fucking crazy to me how it's like when all this stuff started, it was like oh my god like i'm getting rid of cable i'm saving so much yeah, money I, like this is so cool
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and now um, it's like i feel like all this stuff basically is like, like it was more more expensive arguably i yeah. mean yeah i don't
1: know now i i so i um when i got my verizon their 5g thing i w- it was like i was in a beta area when they first came out so i've had it for like four years or something but um it's only 50 bucks a month and it's yes. that's super cheap for that's internet steel And it's it hasn't knock on wood hasn't gone up. Um, And then after I canceled my cable and got YouTube TV, that started out being 50 bucks a month. And so Mm -hmm. for 100 bucks a month, I had super fast internet and basically all the channels I needed. Um, That's not counting. We had like Netflix and things like that, too. But um, so, yeah, I was super happy with it. And then a year or two ago, they bumped the price up on YouTube TV to 65. And it was like, oh, it sucks. But, you know, whatever. I, I feel like it was probably too cheap and it didn't surprise me. Yeah. But this latest one is sort of like, man, I don't know. 73 bucks is yeah, it a feels lot like for a just lot. TV. And yeah. it sucks because the only reason I have that is that um is for watching sports. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, if there was like a sports package that I could watch like my team's live games on or something like that. Like I would pay for that. I don't care about 99% of the channels on YouTube TV. Um, we, it is nice to like flip it on. And if you don't really care, just watch reruns of something or whatever. But like, other than that, like we have more than enough stuff to watch on our, our other streaming services. So really YouTube TV is just for live sports and that's it. And that's getting harder to justify yeah. With the price increase well what's what's um, been
0: funny is seeing like friends of mine like kind of come f- full circle on this where it's like you know it was like we cut the cord we saved a lot of money now everything's getting more expensive and now it's like how do i can i like hook up an antenna to my tv and just get like <laughs> yeah, just to get, get like to get the local is that a thing can you do um, that
1: <laughs> yeah i i don't know i don't know what i'm going to do the the other the wrinkle the other wrinkle is that they have um a 4k edition right and so that When they first came out with that, I think last year or something, um, it was 20 bucks a month and it was like, geez, like I would love to have 4K everything, but that's a lot extra. So now with their price hike, they've dropped the 4K add-on to 10 bucks a month. So so it's like
0: $83 for TV. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm sort of like, well, maybe I could just go for the 4K thing and just absorb a really big price hike. But um i don't know i i think ah, i i love watching my sports so i don't i don't know what i'm going to do but it's it it would be awesome to save that money every month and it would give us more free time to not just veg out to something dumb on tv and actually watch the shows we're always talking about wanting to watch on like netflix and paramount or whatever discovery plus whatever things we have so um yeah i don't know what i'm going to do but i'm not super excited about it but i can say i will say the service is great I love how it works. It's always been super. Oh, rock, I mean, solid, that's and... that's
0: what sold me out. I mean, we we were, we visited Lindsay's parents, and her dad has YouTube TV, and I was like, "Damn, this is slick!" And it works really good. And it's, it's like great. integrated with YouTube, and like mm-hmm. it's all kind of just one thing. And
1: yeah, oh, yeah, it God. works really good on your devices and stuff. And I've had a couple issues where it sometimes forgets my location and thinks I'm doing something shady. And it's like, do you hey, get locals
0: you're... on it though, like your local channels? Because that was yeah. Oh well, yeah. For Sling, I and, and this is kind of like a sunk cost now. I guess I had to, um, I had to like you know, quote unquote, like buy this dumb little piece of this box basically that has mm-hmm. an antenna in it that picks up my locals and then it connects to my network mm-hmm. and sends it out to the Sling app. It was, oh, I weird. basically it was like a hundred dollars or mm-hmm. but it was like you got that back in Sling credit, like I don't real yeah. wacky, wacky accounting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it effectively cost me nothing. Yeah. As long as I continue to subscribe to sling for another three months or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I recently, uh, walked my parents through, they kept asking me like, what do you do for internet? What do you do for TV and all this stuff? And so I tell them they like, aren- didn't understand. They're like, you have YouTube as your TV. Like what? Oof. Um, and so I finally like got through to them explaining everything because they were like, Oh yeah. For internet and cable, we pay like $300 a month. And I was like, what? And I was like, how? Yeah. How is it that much? And and they live in um like a fifty five and up community, and it's in a part of um it's in an area where there is no com there is no alternatives. I think they have like AT and T like dial up or something. That's but, how like, it is where I live. All I have basically, is yeah. There's this this it, they weren't Comcast. It's called Wave, and that's the only um option for them. And so um. What I think is happening is I think Wave is gouging all these older people that don't know any yeah. better. Because I'm like, they keep raising your price and it's up to three hundred dollars a month now. Like that's completely insane. Yeah. And well, so I, when I've helped family out with stuff like that, it's like, oh yeah, I have I
0: have Xfinity and it costs me three hundred dollars a month. It's like, and I'm like, send me a photo of your bill, like whatever your last yeah. bill. Is, just take a picture of it and put your phone and mm-hmm. send it to me. And it'll be like fifty dollars for a security system, forty dollars <laughs> for a landline, like yeah. all this crap. And it's like you. Do you use your security system? No, I don't even know how it works. Yeah. Do you do totally. you use your your phone? No, I have it unplugged cuz it was annoying. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do, do you
0: watch every premium channel that you're subscribed to? No, I didn't know I had them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well there you go. So yeah, what I did is um is I I got them uh, Verizon recently had home internet service open up to their area. So that was so I got them on the Verizon internet um for their home which it seems re- it's not the same 5g that i have but it seems reasonably good and then um i bought them fire sticks because they also had a um, oh yeah there you go they had a, a tivo and i was like dude tivo's still a thing but they you know, the tivo box the tivo service like all of that cost them money every month too and i was like you don't need this stuff
0: TiVo, and oh my so God.
1: I, I got them. Fire still, sticks. people paying
0: for America Online.
1: You know, when you think about yeah. it, like imagine <laughs> exactly. all these legacy subscription <laughs> services that
0: I just been hooked into some checking <laughs> account for yeah. decades.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he like didn't understand you, YouTube TV. Can you record stuff? Because we record a lot of things. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, there's no where's it recorded to. There's no box. And I was like, records it to the the cloud. Yeah. And like trying to explain that whole thing. But they, um, yeah, Fire TV sticks were like 20 bucks on sale during Black Friday or something, and yeah got them all fire sticked up and um set up with that stuff and then they have youtube tv now and a couple other streaming services and all together now i think they spend like 100 bucks or something
0: yeah i I switched my grandma over to a fire stick and she just watches like the junky free streaming stuff that's on there like there's some like old movie streaming app that's like 50 percent
1: commercials but she's like happy as a clown because it's free and Dude, it tripped me out when I, when we were going through the fire because i I've never had one myself and um, I've only used like Apple TVs and stuff, but um, there is like a bunch of apps that are like live TV and and you like, um, is it Roku? I think Roku has like a live yeah. TV service. It's like weird stuff, and, like, like um, crackle and other crap that like, yeah, you've heard of, but never used. And yeah, exactly. And And so we're like flipping through what's available and I'm like, well, let's see what there is. And like, we got into the 600s, like there's mm-hmm. hundreds of channels and some of them are like, True crime stories like here's a dozen different true crime channels, yeah, like, like, they're
0: they 50% commercials. Like, it I is mean, crazy whatever, how many commercials there are on <laughs> these
1: things, yeah, whatever, though. Um, but yeah, it, it so they have more than enough stuff to watch now, and um, they're all squared away, but yeah, I just could not believe I was like $300 a month, like that seems yeah. crazy, like at peak me deciding to get rid of comcast i think my bill was like 140 or something for internet and cable and i was like this is too much
0: yeah so yeah i had a weird a weird running with comcast here recently where it was like um i was paying like so i i had to like so our internet i think was like 120 bucks or whatever but Mm -hmm. we don't have tv or anything we just have internet right and Mm -hmm. and i wanted uh unlimited data transfer Mm -hmm. uh which i think was like another 25 or 30 bucks something like that right so they sent me a thing in the mail. like one of these postcards where it's like, hey, you are you can get the new Xfinity X1 gigabit experience yeah. for $75 yeah. a month. And I was like, yeah, uh, you guys know that I'm paying you like double that right now, right? And it's <laughs> like, yeah. so I call them up and I'm like, hey, I got this thing in the mail. It says I can get what sounds like as good or better than what I have right now for way less yeah. money. Like, what's that all about? And they're like, Oh yeah, it's a good thing you called to run another promotion. If you, we can switch you over to this, and if you stay subscribed for six months, we'll send you a two hundred dollar Visa gift card. And I was like, So let me get this straight. You're uh, you're gonna charge me half, mm-hmm. and if I stay subscribed to a service, but I have no choice but to continue being subscribed to because there's no other fucking ISPs in my area. Give me a two hundred dollar <laughs> gift card. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Done so, Uh
0: That's uh, right here. I haven't used it yet.
1: Hey, sweet, treat yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, my uh, speaking of my parents, they also they were well overdue for like new iPhones or whatever, and so they went in and I think it's Verizon is doing that thing where it's like you get a new phone, you get a new iPad, and you get a new Apple Watch all together for free. And then, you know, we put you on the unlimited plan or whatever. And I've seen the commercials for it. And I'm like, damn, that's actually like a really good deal. Um, I You know, I wonder what the catch is or whatever. Well, they went in and signed up for all this stuff. Didn't understand what they were doing. But the catch is that there's a line on the iPad. It's a cellular iPad. There's a line on the phone that you have to sign up for. And so they're all connected on their own lines to get the devices for free. And so they did that but then they're getting charged an extra like 30 bucks each cause they both got them. Mm. And so their like, phone bills went up from being like, I don't know, 40 bucks a person to like over a hundred a person or something like that. And they didn't realize that until they got their bill and they were freaking out and went back and like raised hell in the store. <laughs> I don't know why my parents are like, uh, you know, when we were talking about getting the fire sticks, he's like, Oh yeah, I was like run down to Best Buy and I can get one like next week. And I'm like, just order it off amazon it's the cheapest and you can get it tomorrow and he's like well i, I want to go in the store and buy one." i'm like he's like i'm gonna go into verizon and talk to the verizon people about setting setting up a new planner i'm like do this stuff from home do it yeah. online you don't even have to speak to someone i don't think yeah, yeah. like well, going and, into a store is like the worst because the store people like never know what they're doing anyway and
0: they're using the same fucking website that you can use at home like that's yeah, the thing it's not right. like they have any
1: like secret command
0: console they're literally going to like verizon.com
1: in front of yeah. you yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, it, our the, you Best know. Buy
0: actually closed. Our last best, last, oh, wow. last Best Buy in the area uh, shut down mm-hmm. uh, last week. Maybe um, yeah, that's not surprising. It was a weird store before they closed down, though. It like, like got like um, I don't know. I guess like GameStopified for lack of a mm-hmm. way to put it. It was like you you went in there and it was like there's no one working in here. Like the lights mm-hmm. are off in half the store. The entire front Jeez. of the store is like. Funko Pops and Minecraft oh t-shirts and like God. Best Buy store brand iPhone 6 cases. Wow. You know, and yeah. it was just like, we, we went there for a uh, camera film and mm-hmm. it was like, just trying to buy something. It was like a bunch of like the few employees that were there were like, I don't know. I don't know how to work the cash rush. You got to go up to the customer <laughs> service desk. And I was like, what in the fuck is going on here?
1: That's insane. And then,
0: yeah. Close. So Best Buy. See ya.
1: But um, also not surprising, I guess. Yeah. Anywho,
0: one um, one good thing, though, a uh, tip for cell phone people, if you live in an area where um mm. so where we live, AT&T has the best services, so doesn't really work for us. But like if you live in an area mm-hmm. where um it doesn't really matter who you have between, you know, like Sprint and AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile and stuff yeah. like all of these different carriers offer different kind of like sign up bonuses that mm-hmm. give you a decent amount. Of, like particularly if you bring your own phone that give you a decent amount of money, to mm-hmm. stay there for like four or five months or whatever. We got yeah. friends that just like go in a fucking circle with these things mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. all right, we fulfilled our obligation to get the gift card from Verizon. Let's go sign up at AT&T. Cool, really? We really got another 300 bucks off that. All right, now we're signing up for T-Mobile and you just go in yeah. like a circle basically.
1: Well, especially cuz you can take your number. I remember back in the yeah. day numbers were locked to carriers and it was always like, oh, I don't want to switch cuz I'm going to have to change my phone number. Yeah.
0: Um well now yeah, it's like that- Yeah, you you own your device, you know, outright from Apple, the things unlocked. So there's like, other than the hassle of just doing it, there's really no reason not to just like be constantly rotating cellular carriers if you live in a metropolitan area where the service is basically the same. It doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Well, you screwed up my segue because I was going to say, speaking of stores closing, since your Best Buy closed, the Nintendo 3DS eShop is closing up on March 27th for good and the Wii shop yeah but um i think we we care more about the 3ds shop and i think for the most part most of the best wii u games are on switch now anyway so whatever but 3ds man oh man what i'm sad to see this go because what a great system that was and there's so so many good games um Still left to be played on it, or
0: yeah. whatever. But does not make what makes
1: zero sense to me about this now? Is it's
0: like okay, so if now following the twenty first or whatever, if mm-hmm. you want to buy a three DS game, you've yeah. gone from giving Nintendo money for that software and then making, you know, I'm sure it wasn't a ton, but something on yeah. keeping that store online versus yeah. now just giving money to some jackass like eBay reseller,
1: yeah, or well, pirating the games. Well, the the killer thing is that. um so many of the eShop games are digital only. So it's like a lot of the stuff you can't even buy on a cartridge if you wanted. So, um, yeah, if you miss out on this and there's something down the road, you want to play on your three. ds Like you got to pirate it. That's the only way. So, but anyway, um, Sean put together a list. He actually did a list like this last year, the year before, whenever they first announced that they were going to plan on closing this. Um, and now he's put together another list of, um, like the best, 3ds like basically sales because the store is closing so much stuff is just on fire sale right now Mm -hmm. um lots of good games that are worth picking up right now that are only like a few dollars that are normally like 30 or 40 or whatever um definitely worth loading up and grabbing what you want while you still can um it closes on march end of day March 27th um and then that'll be it um i haven't played my 3ds recently but um i do still love that system and there is i have a huge wish list of things i'd never ended up buying on it so i am going to go through it and and pick up the things that i know i really want just to have them um but yeah it's kind of uh kind of a bummer i i can only imagine that um Nintendo does some sort of like cost analysis of like keeping the servers and shop open for all this stuff. And it's just not going to be worth it to them or whatever. Yeah. But from I... what I understand is like, if you bought something, you need to re-download it, that functionality is still going to be there forever, I guess, or for the foreseeable future or something like that. So it's like, there's the shop's still like there. I don't know. There's I... just like
0: some accounting overhead that just became too annoying with the low volume or something
1: maybe or maybe they just like to be um having things cleaned up maybe they have a switch mm. to in the works that they're like we don't want three separate system shops open at the same time or whatever because you, you know if you go on their website you can buy games in the browser yeah from the e-shop for both 3ds and switch and so maybe they just want to clean things up i don't know but I, mean, uh, I wonder if this means we'll start seeing 3ds stuff on the uh
0: on the switch really i mean because like if you nuke the 3d functionality which is like i like how most people played fucking 3ds shit yeah the the switch has a touch screen you know so
1: it could work i mean if you've played ds or 3ds emulators i mean they you do like screen swapping and stuff like that it's it's not as ideal as playing on the actual hardware but um it's totally manageable in an emulator on a different system so um yeah i don't know i uh me personally, I, I, there's so many things on my 3DS that I love because of the 3D effect that you're not mm. going to get anywhere else. Like there's all the Sega yeah, the 3D Genesis stuff remakes in 3D that are just sick. And um, part of Sean's list, some of the games he picked out are specifically like this game is on other platforms, but it's best on 3DS because the 3D slider makes a difference gameplay wise or whatever. So um, if you're one of those people that hated using the 3D, then maybe, you know. No big loss, but for everyone else, it's worth noting just in case you didn't know um, you need to go buy some some 3DS games before the shop closes on the 27th. And uh, I'll link Sean's article if you want to see his picks, but there's plenty more stuff on there. Everything's basically on sale right now. Yeah. So um, and then uh, another big thing happened this week. It's the uh, one year anniversary of the Steam Deck, which is pretty cool. 10% and off. Valve, what's that? 10% off, right? Yeah, I I was totally not expecting this. Um, Valve is doing a spring sale. I don't think they usually... I think this is the first spring sale. They have the summer, summer sale and a winter sale. I don't know if they've ever done a spring one before. Um, I mean, they do sales like all the time. But um, I'm pretty sure this is their first spring sale. And so um, because it coincided with the one-year anniversary of the Steam Deck, they put the hardware itself on sale for ten percent off across the board, including in the other countries it's available in, um, in Asia and stuff. So if you hadn't bought one, yeah, but you're planning on it, you could save yourself 10% right now. I really um, wonder what uh how much money Valve's
0: making on these things. So I would think that their margins would be pretty slim. I for... think
1: they for sure are. Um yeah. I think they don't care if they're making money on a, on them or not. I bet they are selling a crap ton of steam games <laughs> yeah, but um yeah it's kind of interesting you don't normally see i mean this would be like the switch getting a hardware discount like i don't think it's ever been discounted right um i mean to be because fair, there's though, no need because they're still so in demand so
0: 10 10 per- isn't like a fucking like crazy barn it's huge, but it's that's like what 60 tax. bucks
1: off the biggest yeah it's free tax basically yeah. so um but anyway uh yeah also that spring sale is going on. and um my Steam wish list is lit up like uh the the Griswolds house in the, the <laughs> Christmas vacation. It's like, um everything on my wish list basically is on sale. And I don't know if I want to even go through it and try to buy some things on sale or if I want to just ignore it altogether and play the games I already have, which is probably a smarter move, but man, there's definitely a few things that I've been, had my eye on that don't go on sale all that often. They're on sale right now. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to resist. So yeah. um, worth checking out the Steam sale right now, too. But yeah, the hardware is on sale. Um, the annoying part about the Steam sale stuff is like, it's, uh, God,
0: I just it's like hard to waffle on some of these, too, because it would be like games yeah. that you have wishlisted that are normally like 60 bucks or like 10 yeah no you know, i know it's like it's like god this is i could see ignoring this it was like yeah five bucks off who cares like i don't need to yeah. buy this right now but it's like extreme well, it's super a, sale
1: i i know and um it's annoying because like i just last night was on my steam deck going like man i'm kind of like i don't know what to play next or i don't know what i want to play currently or you know whatever um and so i started getting into like the sorting things into like playlist mm-hmm. mode where I'm like, you know, play this next, play this, you know, now, whatever. Um, but the the verified games in my library just keeps growing. And then the verified and playable, it keeps growing. It's like almost 600 games that are either verified or playable. And it's like, holy crap, man, like, I really should focus on playing through the stuff that I have, that I've been meaning to play for a long time. Um, but also, I don't know, I like, to build my library out because i know someday i'll just have nothing but free time right right Uh, yeah (laughs) and i'll just play i'll just play 600 games in a row i i Uh, do
0: kind of wish that they would tighten up the um like what actually qualifies for a steam deck like approved kind of thing you know like i think mm -hmm. that they're the the green check mark I Mm -hmm. think is a little vague. Like I wish there was like Mm -hmm. a tier beyond that where it's like, Mm -hmm. because, because that basically means like the game functions on the steam deck, like it will Mm -hmm. load. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any problematic UI stuff that like, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to like use the keyboard and all this shit. Right. But Mm -hmm. there's really no, I wish there was like a tier beyond that. That was like, And you can play this one at like medium settings at 60 frames per second, or like Mm -hmm. you can play this and then like a tier beyond that, where it's like, Hey, not only does this have all this shit, but you can Mm -hmm. play it at like the highest settings at 60 frames or something like that, you know, because um,
1: like a no compromises verified, Yeah,
0: no, exactly. Like, like, uh, yeah, like it would be nice if it was like, yeah, this is playable, but it's not going to be the best experience uh, on a spectrum to like, no, this is playable. And this is like, top settings like this is as good as it gets like one-to-one with yeah how are you, know, you playing anywhere else right yeah yeah um because you know watching uh or just shoulder surfing Lindsay while she's playing hogwarts legacy it's like that game is fucking kind of rough on steam deck like it totally uh-huh. works and is fine for her because she's not used to you know like high frame rate gaming or whatever but yeah if i was playing that game on the steam deck i would be like oh man like why did, did you tweak it this? for
1: her did you put her at like 40, 40 or like, yeah, And
0: it's better. Right. But it's yeah. still like lowest of the low settings and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that, you know, and just like um, knowing how the game looked in like trailers and videos and stuff. It's yeah. just like night and day compared to like how it looks on your Steam deck. Right.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I've, I've uh, had that sort of like bummed out realization with plenty of switch games before. And I remember <laughs> buying Mortal Kombat 11 on switch because i'm like i'm all i do is play switch why would i buy it anywhere else and i think i bought like the hundred dollar collector's edition includes everything whatever um and the first time i fired up like the the resolution was just so bad and mm-hmm. jagged and like it played great it played at 60 frames a second which is like probably the most important thing with a fighting game or whatever but it just was a turn off to where i was like i don't even want to play this like i wish i would have bought this on xbox really um and yeah, there's a lot was, of Switch games that are like that.
0: That was kind of me with The Witcher. Like, I I played yeah. the shit out of it because, you know, it was like Witcher on an airplane, you know, which was cool. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the, the graphics of that game, particularly as you were, like, riding quickly on your horse, were so bad that you're basically, like, steering based on, like, the mini-map. Yeah. You right. know, it just,
1: like, yeah. sucks. To... Yeah. But, I don't know. No, Whatever. it's... Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And then, you know, there's games like um, Doom and Doom Eternal, which you can use ray tracing on now which is like okay so like i guess it really depends on the game and the engine and and whatever but um i don't know i a a more powerful steam deck is definitely going to be nice um it's worth mentioning they they actually commented on that in an interview recently where they're saying any new hardware bump revision is at least a few years out because they want to really um, like nurture this current install base, and, yeah. and they want to treat it more like a console generation as opposed to like a PC that gets updated constantly with new components yeah. and stuff. I mean, see,
0: that's the thing. Like, for me, like a PlayDate 2, like we were talking earlier, I'd be like, eh, man, I don't know about this, but Steam 2, yeah. Steam Deck 2, dude, I they're day zero. Whatever. Well, it's interesting
1: too, because like I feel like, especially with AMD, their mobile chips just recently got into a really good performance to power mm-hmm. you know area um and the steam deck is kind of like in that first run of those i think that's just going to get better and better yeah to where you know three or four years from now like the next steam deck whatever it's using is going to be like it does everything it's really power efficient it's really powerful yeah. graphics and and whatever um the only problem with that is that like pc's scale so quickly that if people are developing things for the highest end PC stuff, you know, whatever you're always going to be behind. Yeah. But, um, I mean, typically though it seems like most PC games will run
0: on reasonably old PCs with, you know, low and medium settings kind of thing. So it's not unprecedented. I guess. Well, there was the
1: argument too, that like, um, if you build your game with something like the steam deck in mind, you're doing yourself a favor because you're opening yourself up to a bunch of actual PCs that aren't, totally like tricked out they can also run your game with onboard
0: graphics and shit like that yeah so
1: like uh... it's good to cater to like the high-end stuff but also it's good to scale down as much as you can if you can yeah Yeah. Um, and i think the steam deck has kind of been a catalyst for that that developers are thinking like we do want to be on steam deck it's obviously important so let's make sure our game runs well on that yeah. Um. And then blow it out for people that have all the crazy hardware or whatever. So, yeah,
0: and it's cool that they're treating it like console generations, because I definitely know yeah. like in my immediate circle, there's quite a few people that have a Steam Deck that are not PC gamers that like this right. is their entry into the world of Steam. And I think like, yeah, you'd really be burning a lot of those people if it was like, oh, hey, guess what? That thing you bought six months ago, it's old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sorry, you can't you can't run the new shit anymore. You got to buy a second one. Yeah. um.
1: So, yeah, but two or three years from now, I think
0: all those people would probably amp to buy a new one, you know? So, yeah,
1: yeah, I think um, I'm OK with power or uh, with performance wise of the current Steam Deck. I can rock this for a long time. I don't need to play like the very brand newest games yeah, necessarily because I have such a big back- backlog and it plays yeah. so many mid-tier things so great. Well, that's but, the thing, um, too. I mean,
0: I, I feel like I spend more time playing those kind of like mid-tier indie games that run amazing yeah. on Steam Deck. And I do like these huge blown out, like open world things that take a million hours to play through and all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I try to play like one big game like that at a time and then a bunch of little games when I feel like just hopping on and, and, you know, playing around with something. But, but like, I wouldn't mind maybe like a, um, a refresh of the hardware with maybe a better screen, maybe smaller bezels, things like that. Maybe a slight. I don't know. I well, think ergonomics, it's fine, but I think it could be better. But the cool the um, cool
0: part about the way that the Steam kind of software ecosystem works, I mean, like, someone else could come along, like, Alienware could come along tomorrow mm-hmm. and be like,
1: hey, here's the, here's our version of Steam Deck. It's a little bit better. Runs the same OS. Well, I, 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 you know. think, I think you can just do that, like, with all the IA NEOs and whatever those other um, handhelds that are out right now. I think if you wanted to run Steam OS on them, that it's possible if they're Linux-based or whatever. I've so, seen a
0: few videos um, I think it was like the, the Fox maybe, or was it one of these mm-hmm. other guys that does a lot of this stuff that, that reviewed one of these more recent ones that like is more expensive than the steam deck that was just ended up being just worse when you installed the. Yeah. 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 you know No, this. I'm, I'm,
1: that's probably not, um, surprising because I think so many of these things are kind of geared around being like windows devices, yeah. but, um, yeah, that's another kind of interesting thing is that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really good Steam Deck competitors out there right now, like more than there's ever been um, from a lot of different companies. And um, the crazy thing is, is they're like 1200 bucks or 1300 yeah. bucks or, you know, well, it, I mean, it's nuts how cheap the Steam Deck really is. If you think about it compared to everything else, it's got to be challenging to be a Steam Deck competitor because like I bet yeah. Valve,
0: could, Valve could probably give these fucking things away for free and still make money because yeah. they're making a, a cut on literally everything that you buy on the thing. Like everything, yeah. every piece of software you install it on Steam. Every you know weird in or in game yeah. DLC kind of thing they're getting a cut of, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's hard to compete with when you have to make all your money on the actual sale of the hardware, right? Right.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Um, related to their one year anniversary, um, they released an a, an operating system update for Steam OS um, that adds in the ability to add your own custom boot up videos. I think that's been and a thing so, in the, the beta version for
0: uh, quite a while because there's a whole yeah. subreddit dedicated to those. Uh,
1: well, yeah, now it's part of the official software, but they actually run some features in beta for quite a while before they release them to the stable. Because I'm mm-hmm. I don't I don't use the beta; I just am on yeah, stable. But um, yeah, I I just thought this was an interesting point because um, this shows kind of like how cool Valve is, is that um, when the Steam Deck first came out and people were like um, fiddling around with it, somebody discovered that you could change this certain file and change the startup video or whatever. And so it became this sort of like community thing of people like releasing funny or like cool um, little startup videos. And it became this sort of like customization um, sort of thing. Like the, the reason you would like do custom icons when you jail broke your phone or you know yeah whatever. so
0: the, the the subreddit is r slash steam deck boot vids.
1: Oh wow yeah, so it yes. has its own So, oh wow yeah there's well, a bunch yeah, of I, like
0: if you sort by like best like there's a lot that uh-huh. uh, people have it's like when you search by the top ones of all time it's like uh a good mix of like holy shit like I can't believe how much effort you put into this and it, and then other <laughs> ones are just like totally silly. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. I, I just thought it was a cool thing because like um You know, people discovered this and and then Valve noticed it. And then they actually, um, one of the previous updates, um, it like messed around with something with the file system that like messed up those videos and they like reverted it back or they made a special folder just for those video files or something. They made it basically easier for these people to do like custom videos on their own if they wanted, Um, and now... You know, this was—I don't know—a year ago or something, and and now it's actually part of like the official system where there's some preloaded ones you could choose from, or or you can add your own still or whatever. But I just feel like that's such a valvey thing to do—is notice this cool thing, people are having fun with it, and embracing it, and like you know, nurturing it and giving them tools to like make it better, and then also bringing it out officially. Yeah. Um, is so cool compared to like other companies that would be like. Hey, get your nose out of that file and don't mess with our boot video or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. And and if you want, you can like personalize your boot up video, which I think I haven't messed with that, but I don't really care. But maybe I'll look through them and, and see what they're like. I, I've seen yeah, other people the, post theirs and there's a lot of funny ones. So. My,
0: my favorite one uh, that I've seen so far is um, it's like uh, the Windows uh, ME or sorry, Windows XP like boot up. Oh, and so it like boots up, yeah. it loads the desktop, it loads like, you know, the, the window that's like Steam's you know, updating yeah. and, then it, and then it BSODs and it throws you into <laughs> the fucking uh, yeah. OS stuff.
1: Yeah, I like that. So, um, uh but yeah, really, cool about really cool.
0: I, I guess just for me, like, I, I don't know how people are using their Steam Deck. Like, I feel like the only time I see the boot up screen is like when a new update hits and it like has to Same. reboot itself. Like I don't
1: turn I it very off. very but... rarely reboot mine. So it's not, yeah, it's not one of the things I super care about, but. Yeah, Um, cool that it's there. I back, I back the whole idea behind it. So um, speaking of the Steam Deck and the Switch and the Playdate, we've talked about all those things today. Um, I also wanted to mention that uh, Waterfield Designs, you are familiar with them, yes, Mm -hmm. um, unveiled a bunch of new magnetic gaming cases and they sent some email about it. And we've long time been Waterfield fans I think we've all owned a waterfield something or another over the years. Um, yeah, mostly like laptops. Really nice. Oh, yeah. You have um and it, did you have a 3DS case too? They're like um uh, I made like a sleeve thing for yeah. it that I have, yeah. Um but anyway, they've been making gaming cases. I think the 3DS is when they started, but um yeah, their gaming cases like they're a company, not just their gaming cases, but their regular bags they make like backpacks and travel bags and duffel bags and briefcases, all that stuff. Um they're all like not cheap, but they're all like the best quality made thing you'll probably own at all. Like it's it's insane how well made they are and the materials they use, and it's the kind of thing I always think. Like I remember wanting um one of their laptop bags, one of their crossbody bags for the longest time, but they were like two hundred bucks or over yeah, two hundred bucks expensive. or something like that, and it was just like hard to justify. And and when I finally was like, screw it, I'm gonna buy one of these. I've thought about it for years. Um, and I finally bought it. It's just like when you hold it in your hands, you're like, I can't believe how well made this mm-hmm. thing is. And it, it's the kind of thing where you're like, My children's children will have this bag, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it reminds me of like, uh, it's like a bag that like Indiana Jones would have from like his great grandparents or something. Yeah, like you're
0: that. talking about like, it's I think it's the Musetto, is there, or Musetto, or however you pronounce it. it, was like their their big popular one yeah, with the flap, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, Blake had one of those that he brought to GDC and I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. I want one of these so bad, but they're like 300 bucks. And I really can't yeah. rationalize a $300 bag. And yeah, I don't
1: know. He sold me. Same with Yeah. Never ended up yeah. buying one, but, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, I've, uh, just been a fan of the company for a really long time. Well before they were making gaming cases. And, um, and so anyway, I never picked up, um, their 3ds cases or anything like that i think they're just kind of bulky for me and same with the switch where i was like i've been happy with my 20 dollar nintendo brand slim case for my switch for as long as i've owned it um because i wanted something as low profile as possible i just wanted something to carry around the house basically and not have it get scratched or whatever um but if you were like traveling a lot or you needed protection because you're taking it out of the house a lot something i probably would have invested in something better um and then so I thought it was interesting that they have a new line of Steam Deck cases. They've they've had several that have come out that are all kind of like similar to their Switch cases, um, but they this new line that they have their big gimmick is that um, there's no zippers. It's all everything closes with mag- magnets, and that seems weird to me at first to put in a many hundreds of dollars device into something that only closes with magnets, but also. I know these guys are know what they're doing, you know what I mean? They're yeah. not gonna have something that just flops open at any yeah. you know, drop of a hat. I don't know um, when I
0: saw this, it to me it seemed like a solution in search of a problem a maybe. little bit because zippers like, aren't that bad. Yeah, like I've never but, um, I've owned a few of the different things that use like zippers, and I've never been like, yeah. Oh man, like zipping this up is Ugh. such a hassle. I wish that well, it was but the the one thing that kind of so, like so that's why I thought, and I like looked at the Steam Deck one specifically, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it is kind of cool how when you have it closed because there's no zipper, you can have the power cord in and the magnets yeah. just kind of close around it. And yeah, I was like, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's a neat idea. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I told them in a in in um when I emailed them back and and uh, I, I think they're gonna send me a Steam Deck one for review, but they um I was telling them I was like, you know, Steam Deck third party, you know. Case uh, business is kind of interesting to me because the one that Valve sends you is so good. Right. It's and hard I've had to no, justify. Right, no reason to look for another you know, one. It's super protective. It's not too bulky. Like, I don't know why you... It, it's the kind of case I would probably buy if it didn't come with a case, right? Yeah. Well, and um, when,
0: you, when you send your Steam deck back for any kind of like RMA or warranty service or whatever, they tell you, like, put it in the case that it was sent, ship it, you yeah. box it up. And like, so it's not like you can really get rid of the case I right guess, unless you yeah. don't plan on sending it back
1: yeah yeah so um it's kind of hard to justify like why would you spend extra money on a steam deck case that's is it, it has to be better than the one it comes with for some reason right um so yeah that's kind of like my thesis or, or whatever of of if I get one of these steam deck ones kind of trying to figure out like, why would you want to spend? Cause they're like 90 bucks. Right. I mean, they're not super expensive, but it's expensive for a case. Um, you know, you, you can make the argument. I can get a steam deck case on Amazon for 15 bucks. Why would I spend 90? But that $15 one is like not the kind of quality that Waterfield makes. Like this is a, a case you'll have for your whole life, several right. lifetimes. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it's like, is it going to be better, than the one that I already have that comes with the thing for free. Um, So I'm definitely interested in seeing that. But beyond the Steam Deck case, their magnetic line also includes um, the Switch, of course, and then um, a Playdate case, which is kind of cool, and also an analog pocket case, which uh, you're the only person I know that has an analog pocket. So um, it's kind of cool, and they all have the magnetic closure thing going on, and they all fit various types of accessories, mostly like, charging cables and game cards or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, the Playdate one in particular, I, I didn't buy the purple case. Um, I kind of wish I did. Do you care about your, you have that, right? The flip case that comes with it, that panic makes. Yes. How do you feel about that thing? It's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've never, I didn't pick one up cause they were 30 bucks and that seemed kind of crazy, but also I haven't had a problem just throwing this in my drawer in my pocket. I've never scratched it yet. Um, I've never really felt like I need a case for the play date because it goes in my pocket. So, um, but I do think they're cute and, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they end up sending me one or not, but yeah, that was at least the, worth posting uh, about
0: the steam deck case that I kind of had my eye on on Amazon is the same people that make this switch case that I have, which is like as mm-hmm. pretty much as low of a profile case as you could have. It's like, a uh, mm-hmm. a, a zippered sort of clamshell thing, that mm-hmm. um is, is just barely larger than the actual unit itself. And it like kind of just protects like the screen and the analog sticks yeah. and stuff. So um the brand is Tombert T-O-M-B-E-R-T.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think if I remember right, is that the case that has the molds for the analog stick? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's that's the only complaint I have with my slim case that I've had since launch which is nintendo's slim case or whatever is that um you can close the thing and you can feel the sticks click like there's yeah, no that's like, why i like this great one. protection for the sticks um and then i've noticed your case when i've seen it it's like similarly slim and thin but has that those recessed areas or whatever for um for the sticks which i, I like but i don't know yeah i've been happy with that slim case forever. One,
0: 16 buckaroos on yeah uh, and, <laughs> right you know, like so it's, it's like
1: but it's not leather it's not waxed canvas no, it's
0: is it probably made by it doesn't have magnets in china so i mean uh, yeah something that's to be said that's another that, thing too you
1: know? I i i we've talked about before like i'm a huge tom bin nut and have way too many tom bin bags and backpacks and stuff like that but like one of the things i love about them is that they're based in seattle they have their own factory they pay their workers an actual wage with benefits and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and they make things like by hand to a really high level of quality that you don't get when you buy something that's just like mass manufactured for cheap labor somewhere. And that's very similar for Waterfield is the same sort of way. Like, yeah, you could get, yeah. you could get something way cheaper, but are you going to have that thing in 10
0: years or 20 years? Or yeah, years? there's, there's a bunch of like San Francisco based brands that are like that, like American Giant and other. Yeah. Like I have that, a couple of like sweatshirts. Really nice stuff. And it's cool that it's all made you know, in the United States, but man, it's so much more expensive than it is.
1: It really stuff, is. So, um, but I don't know for stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm not, uh, I know I can buy that backpack that I'll have probably forever. I don't know if I'll ever upgrade to a different backpack unless they come out with one that yeah. I really like more or something, you know, and same with those American giant sweatshirts. Like I've ran through other sweatshirts that are done for, I had to get rid of cause they like either got too thin or too whatever. Um, my American giants I've, I've had for over 10 years and they're still fit fine. They still are great, you know? So, um, we'll see, I'm, I'm interested to get hands-on with one of these and just kind of see how the magnetic stuff works. And then I also think it's hard to tell from the videos, but I also think there's a chance, I guess my other complaint with the Steam Deck, um, case, whoa, the wheels on this chair, crazy, um. Is that uh, it is, it's quite a bit bulkier than even the system itself. And the system is bulky. So it's because it's so hard shelled and there is like room to protect everything. um, I think with these cases, it's not so much like this feels like you could drop it out of a window and it might be okay or something, you know, like it's very hard protected. Um, I think the cases that Waterfield have are more like maybe a mild drop, but more or just protecting it from shoving it in your bag or something like that not yeah. necessarily like ballistic level protection um so i think because of that um it's going to be reasonably smaller than this too and it'll be more similar to like the actual size of the the system itself and even just a little bit of size reduction on the case can mean a lot um for being able to carry it around and stuff too you know what i mean so i'm curious to see how that is too cuz as much as i love the default case or whatever and I feel it's very protected. Um, it is huge. It's a monster. So, um, we'll see. We'll yeah, see it takes up
0: it. a good, like, uh, good, like third of my backpack when I travel, just, just the yeah. steam. No, same itself, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. It could definitely be smaller, uh, but um, I just
0: solved that problem by never leaving my house. So
1: I know <laughs> I don't either. Actually, I'm, I'm flying for the first time since COVID in May. And um, not sure what to expect because I guess the last time I flew was to PAX twenty nineteen. Is that I we went to it. PAX
0: West, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm still um, uh, I'm still COVID clean, so I'm looking forward to not traveling or leaving my house anytime soon to yeah maintain that. So we'll see. Yeah. Hey, I so did you. you um, did you catch wind of? I, don't know, I guess everything's a gate now, so I think this is Android Gate, Android
1: Camera Gate. Oh, I did with the moon shots. Yes. I saw that whole thing.
0: Kind of an interesting one. So if you, if you missed this, it was like, you know, the fucking talk of the town on tech blogs, like on, I don't know, Monday or something like that. Right. So, um, they kind of an interesting arms race in like mobile phone camera technology. Right. If you've Mm -hmm, watched, mm -hmm. um, I think the most recent one was the, some like Google event where they showed like the camera or the camera capabilities with a new pixel just like taking these truly just un- unbelievable photos compared to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the iPhone and stuff particularly in low light like the the some of the photos that I've seen people taking um you know on, on pixel devices in general at night are just like crazy right
1: yeah and
0: yeah. um so some some uh weirdo decided to <laughs> kind of like like test this right clever because, weirdo so basically what what they did was um, they took a, a photo of the moon that they just downloaded from the internet somewhere, right? And yeah. um, just ran it through Photoshop or whatever to just blur it to the point that it was like basically just a kind of moon shape dot kind of thing, yeah. like a, a yeah. you know a blob, right? And yeah. they they left this this and then they like full screen this image on their computer, turned off all the lights in their room, and then took a photo like so. There is no no detail left in this, yeah.
1: In this image, there's no all, detailed was... moon to take an image of because yeah, the yeah, image he's like... photographing is blurred already,
0: right? All right, so it turns out all the lights in his room, takes a photo of his monitor, and it's like crisp as day, yeah, like moon photo, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, so so this sort of proves that like what these um different like Android devices are doing, and it wouldn't surprise me if iOS devices are doing this in some way too, yeah. is like uh such advanced image processing that they're using um you kind of like this AI stuff to mm-hmm. recognize parts of your image and then just kind of filling in the blanks with like known, yeah. known stuff, you know, which is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing because we're like hitting a point where like film photography for pretty much anyone, but like, I guess like enthusiasts or hardcore photographers. I don't know really know mm-hmm. why you would use actual camera film for that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all pixels now. And like, what's the, what's the line between like uh, how, you know, if your image should be the pixels that the sensor in the camera sees is is the photo Mm -hmm. that you should get or should it be Mm -hmm. the pixels that your camera sees that it recognizes other things and then adds -hmm. more detail because it recognizes it and it can so you end up with a better image but that image isn't necessarily the photo that you necessarily shot.
1: Right? Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know, it's
0: just like a weird a weird time for photography.
1: Yeah, I have a weird problem with it because um it's like at what point do you what do you why aren't you just downloading a picture of the moon? You know, it it's well, no I, I different guess, than the one you're taking. Kind of quote what unquote I was, taking.
0: What I was thinking is it's kind of got me thinking on these like different face filters that are becoming so popular yeah. on like TikTok and this other stuff, right? And it just like yeah. would seem kind of weird to me to um I don't know, like take a photo of your kid or something like that but like the end result is not necessarily like what the camera sees but instead it's yeah. like what the whole ai algorithm of skin smoothing and like everything else yeah. uh to make a aesthetically pleasing photo yeah. rather than capturing the light that's coming into the camera and
1: saving it as jpeg and you know, like yeah. all that stuff right well you could also i mean this isn't new either i mean for at least a couple of decades like magazine shoots and stuff like that too like you take a photo and then you clean it up in post-production and the photo that's on the cover of the magazine isn't the actual photo of that person and so like what's real and what's not and there's so much of that with like instagram now too where it's like you'll see like the oh the kim kardashian raw instagram photo she accidentally posted instead of the photoshopped one or whatever and it's like very different like Mm -hmm. curving parts of your body off to make it shaped a certain way and stuff like that. Like you're doing some very extreme things to where the final result is not real to me. That's not reality to me. Like, and so I know the iPhone does do a lot of that stuff too. Um, Some of it, it, at least on paper, it, it sounds good to me. Like, Hey, we just took 30 photos of different using different, Things and then we stitch them all together sure, to give you like but, the best but, one or whatever.
0: I think there's a um, difference between like, like doing that and composing like the best image from like a yeah. bunch of images it takes and yeah. not having the full image, but instead just pulling like machine learning reference yeah. material into and the filling image. in
1: that blank. Yeah. Yeah. It's, which is, I don't know, it's a, a weird, a weird area to get into, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I this sort of like got me thinking like, I feel like I only trust film photographs. Yeah, Anything that has anything computer altered to it. I don't know if that's, that's not really what's there. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird, but it's, it's also like, I appreciate how good the photos our phones take now are, you know? Well, I mean, it. I I think ultimately this is
0: going to get us to a point where it's like, I wonder if the next kind of like focus of camera technology, I mean, for, for the longest time it was like, how many lenses can we smash in front of this sensor in an iPhone? And then before that, it was how many megapixels can we jam, Mm -hmm. you know, into this camera and stuff. And like, it almost like, when you look at technology like this, it almost kind of seems like that's sort of becoming irrelevant. And now it's more like how much machine learning and uh, Mm -hmm. image processing can we stack on the software side of this? Cause it doesn't matter what the camera's capturing. Anymore. Yeah.
1: Just give me a basic you know. idea of what you're looking at and I'll make yeah. it look good in the yeah. end. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know if... it's I think it's just the the way the tides are turning and you're gonna have to deal with it because that's how it's gonna be. And there will always be an, a niche of people that only take photos, like actual photos, just like there's people that well, go out and film with super eight cameras and stuff. But
0: but I guess like does this uh does this tech go so far in one direction that actually brings people back to film? maybe because it's like this is this is the real image that is here like this isn't some ai kind of thing because like we did um we did polaroid photos for our christmas cards and it was just like so neat to be like this is it this is the one version of this that exists
1: right yeah you
0: know like some of them we took we took them with the dogs and some of them dogs were just like freaking out and they're blurry and Mm -hmm. stuff but that was just like the moment that was captured for that polaroid and i was like this is actually really cool and
1: yeah yeah there's uh something to be said too about like the um spontaneity of it all or you know not being able to make everything be perfect um and capturing a moment that's imperfect um but uh, yeah i don't know i think it's just gonna be the way that it is in the future is that computers are gonna make everything better (laughs) all of our our chats our videos our photos our whatever um I don't think there's any stopping it, but, uh, for the most part, I think I, I like it, but there is a certain point where it's like, you know, I don't want me to take a picture of something. And the picture is so bad that my phone feels like it needs to like generate a image to make it look better. Like that makes me feel a little weird. Yeah. Um, and it's also worth noting that like, if you've ever compared like a real professional photographers output to like just a bunch of phone stuff, um, I mean, y- you still can't mess with like a pro photographer and knows what they're doing with their equipment and stuff like that. Even not just film, but like digital photos, but just having actual cameras and lenses and lighting and yeah. knowing what to do with all that stuff is a lot different than snapping on your phone and and it comes out looking good because your phone made it look good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think they're in danger of like, I wouldn't be like, let's not hire a wedding photographer because we got yeah, our phones. Yeah, yeah, because we know? got phones. I mean, yeah. you would... it's it's not quite the same but but yeah I don't know it does make me feel weird when your image that you're taking a photo of is being replaced with something that's not what you're actually looking at that makes me feel weird I guess yeah but I don't know we live in hell so what can you do that's true uh on that note let's uh wrap this bus around a tree is that that's not nice uh Uh, let's I have more activities to deal with in hell today (laughs) I (laughs) um yeah let's wrap this thing up uh thank you guys for listening to this week's episode um yeah i don't know do our patreon do our amazon shopping you know all that stuff right um and hopefully no weird things get in the way of us recording again next week i guess we'll see you just never know with our zany lives uh i i went to bed at two in the morning because a a child was screaming his lungs off for several hours until I finally had to go get him. That's cool. Um, Yeah. And that's every night of my life. And so I already live in hell basically (laughs) half asleep all the time. So anyway, um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and we'll be back with another episode of the touch arcade show. The next time we're doing. See ya.